0: i'm margaret cho you're listening to monsters of talk i'm here with my co-host
1: hi i'm jim short
0: jim today we have with us the amazing brendan small who is uh i guess a lot of different things like you are and um and that sort of a comedic voice comic musician s- stand-up animation what are all the things that you do like what would you say is the thing that you do with it
2: um i don't know i i uh do music i do a lot of music mm-hmm. um and that's that's kind of where i started out was yeah. music uh and then i got into comedy after because i went to a music school in boston
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then then there was still there was like a comedy scene happening kind of an alternative scene yes. right around that uh-huh. just after a bunch of people like david cross and john benjamin mm-hmm. and those guys left mm-hmm. there was just a little bit of leftover stuff and a friend of mine eugene merman and myself and another guy Started doing a bunch of stand up there. So mm-hmm.
0: that
2: th- that all kind of blended together and I I decided pretty young that I I didn't want to be a post production music guy mm-hmm. after This is I'm going into way too much information. No, you can. no but this, this is go great. Ahead. This is great. All right, I'll put it all out here right now. So <laughs> no, so I just I, you know what I did? I um here's how it all started when I made I decided what I was going to do a lot of stuff at the same time was when I was uh. I was, in, I was still at Berkeley College of Music studying guitar and composition and stuff like that. And then I interned at Jingle Houses in New York, you know, where they write mm-hmm. the music for commercials and yes. stuff oh, wow. like that. So, so I was working for the guy who did the Kit Kat theme song. Mm-hmm. I was getting him coffee. Mm-hmm. And he was a really nice guy and was a really smart dude and a good yeah. writer and all that stuff. But I saw these ad execs coming in and kind of speaking in non-musical terms and kind of not really knowing what they wanted and this yeah. guy who was really talented had to negotiate through all this stuff i thought i don't want to do what he's doing right. i want to be the guy who's running this i'd rather direct it and hire myself as a musician mm-hmm. hire myself as a writer and then direct and do yeah. the whole thing and i think you can do that if you just learn a couple extra tools yes you know that's yes. what it is i mean if you learn an avid or you learn pro tools or whatever mm-hmm. it is it's just a, and then it's the same idea you just kind of Using different things to get the same idea across,
0: yeah, anyway. yeah, but it's cool, it's cool that you know I like what you're doing in that you are in charge of all this stuff, like you're behind it and you're empowering yourself with these skills, and then it's comedy, but it's also music and it's it's metal, but it's stand up and it's like so many things it's cool it's very exciting I can't cool, think thanks. of any equivalent or anything. That would be similar. Maybe would it be like? Could it be? Is it too far to say Alice Cooper is like an influence? Or I like like Alice
2: Cooper a lot. um, But I, you know, I grew up with Monty Python, Spinal Tap, and Mm -hmm. you know all the stuff. I think Spinal Tap, Steve Martin, Albert Brooks, all the people who. Woody Allen, who would write and direct. All the people, mm-hmm. all my f- heroes were auteurs and stuff like that, yeah. too. Or even Spielberg and guys right. like that, you know. Yeah. But um, I love Alice Cooper. He's amazing. In well, the theatricality. Players, but a d- the, all the theatricality. But I, you know what I love about him is you take all the stuff away. You take the guillotines away. Ooh. You take the blood and the fake teeth and all the, yeah. the snakes. Yeah. You take the snakes away. And he's got really, really good songs. Yeah, you know, uh, billion-dollar babies. If you go back and listen to that, that whole record is so solid
0: mm-hmm. and
2: just sounds like good '70s songwriting.
0: It's really good, and it's like kind of a little bit prog rock. It's like in between, like prog. It's a little in between Genesis and Blue Cheer. Like it's like yeah, well, this is like no. prog. This <laughs> no. is like, oh, like okay. Con- yeah. you know, it's a very um, it, it, it's deep but it's not.
2: Yeah, and it's also expansive, and he's got a whole kind of over. Arching theme about his records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think people miss that. They, I think people think they they look at him and he's cool looking and all, and even at this age, he still looks cool. But it's it really is just super strong songwriting underneath yeah. that mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And some bands have a lot of cool stuff, and the songs aren't as good. You know? Right,
0: right. But yeah, he's he's definitely um, somebody that I think I look back on. I think this is a so great, you know. He is. I think of him as a comedian too. He is, yeah. More so a musician and a comedian. Yeah. Um, But what we're doing, you and I together are at the Festival Supreme on October 25th. And this morning we talked to Tenacious D about this event, which is a very exciting event. Now I'm going to see, you're actually headlining, and you and I are at the top of the (laughs) building. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to play. I'm going to play. well, you're going to play guitar with your band there with Death Clock, Death Clock Metalocalypse. Yeah.
2: Metalocalypse is the TV show. Death Clock is the band from the TV show. Yeah. And then
0: you're going to. Uh, who's going to play with you?
2: Well, I have. You know, we tour mm-hmm. uh, sporadically because you, you normally I'm in production. Yeah. So I'm in production for half the year. Then I put. It, then I go away and I make a record, and then I go and do a tour, and that's kind of how it's been going on for the last eight, almost nine years, and. um And this is just a one-off. So what we have is uh, I have a band that I tour with, with amazing musicians, Um, a guy named Brian Beller, um, a guy named, uh, he plays bass, Um, Mike Keneally, who played with Frank Zappa Mm -hmm. back in the day. He was like Frank Zappa's last touring guitarist and just a monster musician. Look him up. He's amazing. Mike Keneally. And then one of the best drummers on earth, a guy named Gene Hoagland who is just a legend in the metal scene. And mm-hmm. wait till you see, I mean, the thing is, this, we play, there's all this music and there's all this animation and all this yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. The whole thing is a big visual audio yeah. experience. And we're pr- pretty much the pit band. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at the end of the show, everyone's gonna go, who's that drummer? And that's what's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> do you guys do like, um, with this, is it called Rothskild? Like those kind of like festival? like do you like and like We have only done, festivals? we've
2: done domestic that's all mm-hmm. we've done because Adult Swim is pretty much only selling to America, mm-hmm. and so it's the easiest path. So we will mm-hmm. go on tour with other metal bands and stuff, and um, and do some cool tours and stuff. But yeah. we do, we've done a couple different things. We we were direct support for Iron Maiden at the wow. Montreal Metal Fest before that's for amazing. like twenty five thousand people or that's something. Amazing. Yeah, it was pretty fun.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's like. That, I mean, it does like kind of like a metal, like a dream.
1: <laughs> it's a metal. It's a heavy metal dream come true. It is. Yeah. Do you
0: find? I mean,
1: but also some humor in that too, because isn't Bruce Dickinson? He's a big Python fan as well. He's right?
0: funny also.
1: He's very theatrical.
2: What? He is like you he's like a, know, like, he's person, like a fencer I also, I yeah. believe, and a pilot and all kinds of things. But uh, oh yeah, I mean, that was not lost on me being a kid watching Iron Maiden videos. Me and my buddy, uh, mm-hmm. who got me into guitar when I was a teenager. We used to buy each other the live Iron Maiden videos, where they would have a gigantic mm. paper mache Eddie. Yeah, they the would come, they out, would bring it
0: out at the end, and he'd
2: limply dance around yeah. like a weird kind of palsied, strange creature. <laughs> and uh, and and you can't, but you have to go. Okay, that's badass. But that's also kind of ridiculous. It's ridiculous, kind of but it's
0: it's really it, you have to have it. And then I love how the Eddies really vary in quality depending they on do. when he it is. He has
2: changed over the years. Sometimes yes. he's slim and trim the first eddy is very kind of gaunt and long mm-hmm. face and he turns into this weird musculature eddy with all this strange stuff it depends what the record is yeah. power slave he's a, an egyptian pharaoh mm-hmm. somewhere in time he's a cyborg creature yeah. you know they're always you know there's so much art involved in heavy metal and that's yeah. one of the fun things about metal is trying mm-hmm. to just apply that that uh, that whole philosophy of art selling the music you know
0: what about black metal
2: I like me some black metal. I
0: like a little, a little, little Burzum. I'm really like I'm so black. It's like saying that you like Nickelback. Well, you
2: know, no, no, no. Like, Burzum is Burzum is like uh, the crazy real deal. Sounds like it's recorded in a garbage can style mm-hmm. metal uh, made by a crazy man who, who would eventually kill a couple of people. Yeah, um, I like second generation black metal a lot, mm-hmm. which is. Those guys grown up a little bit more and kind of they've got some songwriting chops. There's a band called Enslaved that I really like a lot mm-hmm. who I guess at some point won a Norwegian Grammy. Um, but mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's still really screamy and crazy double kicks and dirty guitars and stuff like that, yeah. but very very black metal-y, which is kind of the more screamy on top of everything and more ringy-outy guitars than the American death metal, which is very chuggy and yeah. guttural sounding and stuff.
0: But you should play you should play Norway like and do like your... Um, you're, everything there because it's like, to me like the birthplace of metal, and then it's like not the birthplace, but it's it, I guess Sheffield is really the birthplace of metal. But yeah, this this is kind of another like black metal because the fjords are so conducive to metal.
2: <laughs> They're pretty pretty metal looking. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been we there, there. Have, there have you? Year? Have yeah. you spent some time there? We just
0: did a show there. They love comedy.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: And they loved us. And it was cold, and there were so many fjords.
2: Yeah,
3: (laughs) a lot of fjords. It was beautiful,
0: but it was perfect for metal. Now we're gonna watch you. Then you're gonna play, and then you'll have like um, animation stuff, and then uh, so you you guys. It'll be you guys, and then it'll be Tenacious D. I think it'll be fun because it'll be me, and then workaholics, and then Cheech and Chong, and then you.
2: (laughs) That's amazing. It's an
0: amazing show. That's
2: really. It's gonna be a really good show. I'm jealous for the audience.
0: Well, I mean, they're getting, like, amazing comedians and amazing musicians which is like the, that that's like such an exciting thing now, do you know about the upper crust have you are you a fan of that I man? do
2: know the other Boston if they're I'm great. not mistaken <laughs> and they dress in powdered wigs and mm-hmm. they play something close to what I would say stylistically is ACDC and yes. I have seen them live before because I've got a, you know I lived in Boston for a long time and I got a bunch of Boston buddies and we mm-hmm. went and saw them and they're hilarious they're really funny and they're really good players and they're solid
0: they're you know? solid yeah. and they have like little like buckle shoes and stockings and like knickers and everything they do it. They really, really do it. It's really, really good. It's really
2: fun. It's 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 totally entertaining. And good music on again. Mm -hmm. Good music on top of that. Well
0: it's metal based. Yeah. I think there's something about metal that is like, I don't know, it really is very fitting to do comedy.
2: (laughs) Well you know what here's the thing. I think I think you go back to to guys where there is such a there's such a fine line between the ridiculousness of it and then taking it dead seriously. And we like really appreciate that it's right on the edge of this is so s- stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> that the the guys like um and and it's not lost on us when we're teenagers in discovering this stuff guys like King Diamond the Danish mm-hmm. uh, horror mm-hmm. metaler mm-hmm. he wears painted he sings about his grandma he sings like these big long epic stories these and we're listening to him we're going this is fucking awesome and yeah. it's really really almost ridiculous yeah. but i whatever it is don't move a muscle it's perfect keep yeah. it there it's I so want good. it there. It's right there, uh, right there.
0: Well, King Diamond takes it so serious. It's like yeah. so, yeah. so serious that you don't want to step up to it. You want his character to, to
2: take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. you can't. Yeah, the, it's high stakes. Everything is high Everything stakes. Everything is really, yeah. really high stakes. Yeah, which that's which what's really great good. about metal. There's drama. And there's a lot of music that's happening. This contradicts a lot of music where people are in jeans and kind of like moping and just not doing too <laughs> much. You're like, oh, that's cool too, but these guys are putting on a show. This is like, this is Shakespeare. This is like yeah. high drama.
0: Which yeah. I love, which goes back to like the Alice Cooper thing. Like it's like, yeah. now it's a very theatrical and very, you know, it's missing. I think that a lot of rock and roll now is like people just trying to be cool and act like, acting like they have nothing to do with the music.
2: Right, right. <laughs>
0: Like, acting like they're not they're making it. They're all
2: inward shoegazing. And, and, you know, these guys are carnival barkers, yeah. you know? Uh, which is awesome. Which is a, p- a cool part about Metalocalypse is I've gotten to meet a lot of these guys uh, from the heavy metal world, mm-hmm. guys like King Diamond, yeah. guys from black metal bands mm-hmm. like Enslaved and stuff like that. And they've come and done voices, and mm. they all have great senses of humor. Yeah. They all, they sit there, because what are they going to do? They're on tour constantly. They're on a yeah. tour bus. What do they have? They've got DVDs of The Simpsons, yeah. of Monty Python, Jackass, everything, yeah. and that makes them laugh. And that's all they do is laugh all day. And they go on stage and go,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> and they go back and they laugh. And, they're, and then everyone, and they, you know, the people want them to be serious. So they, they act serious and they do their pictures with fans and all that stuff. And they do exactly what they, what, they, what we want them to be.
0: I would pitch to you a heavy metal singer, female, who I think is very, very good, and who people don't know she's a heavy metal singer. She's really good. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith.
2: I do know that.
0: She's very good.
2: You know, I, I know that is because the guy who produced uh, the Death Clock records produced... Her, Wicked Wisdom yeah her record so, she's very good so he told me about her and I was like what I had no idea you should and have then, her on She'd and then I went great. and checked it yeah she would be great
0: she's so like the song are just like they're like all like about blood and, like, and mm. rage and there's like oh, it's kind of like a bunch of songs about like menstruation it seems like it's about menstruation and about like just pain and suffering and j- all yeah. this jada yeah it's really
2: good. biology and female biology is brutal
0: it's so metal. <laughs> Menstruation it is, is so metal. Like people don't even. It is
2: brutal, and men are understand. so fearful of it, and therefore that should be a topic of yeah. That should be a concept album.
0: So I I, I pitch her. I think okay. she'd be excellent. Right. Excellent for your show. Yeah. Um, now, is there like uh, w- is there a favorite that you got to meet a heavy metal idol that you've that's got done a voice that you well, just? Well,
2: um, we have. King Diamond is one of the big ones because he does That's a lot of great. different voices and in, in he plays a lot of different characters in his albums. Mm-hmm. So I knew he would be great. Yes. So he was one of the ones I thought when when first coming up with the show, I thought King Diamond. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the guys from Metallica and yeah. I love Metallica. I think their music is great. And, um, and they're funny
0: guys too. They're fun. They're sweet and they're funny. Oh, yeah.
2: they Well, again, they want to be funny. Everyone yeah. It's the same thing. You know, all comics want to be musicians and all <laughs> yeah. musicians want to be comics. Totally. and. And that's what I've been trying to find is that where I can straddle both lines and kind of play in both areas. But you, you do, know? which which is fun, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Um, I'll tell you one of the coolest people that we've put on the show, and he's not a musician, um, is Werner Herzog as oh, a recurring. We are character. obsessed
0: with him. Yeah, he's amazing. How did you get that? How did you get well?
2: It I, you know, this is for the the previous season. Um, I had a character in mind a character that I that I knew that would have to come up and and start being part of the show and I started working with the writers and I thought okay let's just write this character and in my mind he's Werner Herzog and I think we should even use words that would sound like they would be spoken from uh Werner's voice like um like uh, well, I'm trying to think of.
0: Well, he likes to talk about the dumbness of nature.
2: Yes, but he also would talk about certain things.
3: Like,
0: <laughs> wait, he, let uh, me get my husband. <laughs> uh,
2: wait. He also, I'm trying to think of the word I use. Uh, like he he would use words with the ow owl, this vowel sound. Ooh. Yes, but it's um. Wait, I'm sorry. Like, you, you can you do it again? Because I it's like, I'm trying. <laughs> it's not even that good of an impression. It's
3: so good. Wait. No. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Wait for f- uh, the foreboding um that was the word we use <laughs> the forebodement, his for f- future foreboding of these gentlemen would so anyway and it, <laughs> it's like but it's something
0: about like it's like about it's about the dumbness of nature and you look in the eyes of this creature and he you can see the stupidity of his hunger. I can't do it,
2: right? (laughs) Now it
0: turns into something else, but you have it so...
2: Burden of dreams. It's it's okay, I got pretty good. So we would slate, we would kind of slate (laughs) in his voice. So the idea was, just as as in production, was, okay... He, if we have him do he's not going to do two lines for us because he's not going to waste the time mm-hmm. maybe he's busy doing some stuff but if we offer him a whole season's worth of voices that he can do in maybe a half hour these uh-huh. little kind of parables at the top of these episodes then maybe he'll stick around and make a good chunk of money and it'll be worth his while Yeah, and then I can for- like I've been doing over the last eight years, forcing my heroes to hang out with me ah, by paying them money that's good, that's to be good. in the same room with me. And that's then I go, really good. and before we go, I have a few questions about how you do your things, and I'll just bother them for a while and take them on a tour of the animation place. But uh, from my guitar heroes, from like Billy Gibbons and ZZ Top to steve Vai, to joe sat like all these guitar heroes of mine mm-hmm. they've all been subject to me bothering them in a small room but then they get to be funny and they That's get to great. yeah it's a perfect I think trade-off it's ideal.
0: but werner yeah. herzog is like really we're we're crazy fans of his and it's very yeah. i've never heard an impression of him so i had to ask my husband oh you know in. uh never...
2: tomkins like does these long jags of of werner herzog that are oh. pretty dead on i have to yeah. ask
0: him i have not heard that from Paul. yeah
2: i think hmm. it's yeah yeah You'll have to check it out.
0: When you see Paul, tell him don't put put Babyface in a box. Okay, that's a constant stupid joke that we can't let die. All right, I, if I,
2: when and if I see years. him next, okay.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> he saw Babyface on an interview one time,
2: <laughs> <And then laughs> Babyface is the he's is a, that he's the a singer. Producer. It's the producer singer producer. who like helped Eric Clapton sing. Yeah, that. okay, I know who it is. Yeah. And then,
0: um, um, Babyface say he said. I don't want to put Babyface in a box, <laughs> and then like Paul decided that he hated him, and then Paul told me that story, and so every time I see him, I say, just don't put Babyface in a box.
2: Yeah, just don't put it. Yeah.
0: Which is the stupidest joke that I, I don't know why I'm keeping it alive. I keep I revive <laughs> but it, it,
1: but it resonates. Yeah. Oh, I
0: resuscitate because, it every like four or five months just yeah. to
2: stay keep it alive.
0: But I have to hear his impression of Werner Herzog. is really good. Yeah,
2: there there are a few people. I think uh, Josh Fadem does a good one also. Um, he has anyway, so a lot of, lot of, so a lot of people have been nerds for for her song. anyway so so we brought him in, and um i 'm not sure, but if you watch this the whole intro of this whole concert may be done by Werner. Mm. Because mm. I do have a concert intro that I that's have used. Where he pretty much summons the de- oh, wow. the demons from hell. It's great. And he goes, from the four demons of the apocalypse, I now ask you to come forth. You know, whatever he does.
0: I know what it is. It's where it sits in your mouth. That's where it it's is. It's the
2: back of the throat, too. It's breathy. It's,
0: it's really breathy. Yeah. It's, that's where it is. That's, yeah. Now I'm watching you do it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I get it.
2: Yeah, yeah. That is sometimes, amazing. Sometimes, yeah, just the more kind of hollow part of the back of your throat yeah. sometimes. Yeah.
0: Like it's so when you approach it as a voice artist, yeah. Like you go, okay. Like it really helps to know where they're saying it in the in your body. Then that's that's the the, the, ticket. the
2: shape of his vowels are also it's Austrian, so it starts out with a Schwarzenegger impression.
0: Oh okay, okay. Get
2: down now,
3: all those (laughs) things. And then he has the hard cheese and all those things also. So he talks, you know.
0: So.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, those are the vowels. Yeah.
3: So.
0: (laughs) I hope this is
2: interesting to everybody. Maybe it is. Maybe some young voiceover artists.
0: It is interesting because people don't know how... To impersonate somebody, it's actually very easy once you figure out where the voice is. Mm -hmm. Like when you figure it out, and it helps to look at the person that's saying it, and then you go, oh, and then if you watch them. I'm not so good of a mimic, but if I can really, really pay attention, then I can do work on it. I I very rarely do it, but it's a cool thing to be able to do. You know,
2: the truth is you can make your voice sound very, very different. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of different places in your voice to talk. And I remember I learned that when I was watching Andy Kaufman when he would start reading from the great Gadsby because he had a normal voice. He would always kind of talk with this part of this void, like a little mm-hmm. bit softer. Hey, I'm Andy Coffin And
3: he
1: would start doing...
2: And... Um, but then he
3: started, when he was speaking in a British accent, he, he put more of his breathy, lower
2: kind of quality into his voice, and he started talking. Just. So he, he didn't just start doing an accent, he started changing the way he spoke, mm-hmm. and he would start reading The Great Gatsby, and he just sounded like a completely different, he just transformed it into a different character, because yeah, I know my normal speaking is this nasally kind of buzzy kind of sound that I have, but you can change your voice into the lower kind of thing, if you want to, and start talking in mm-hmm. this kind of thing, if you want to, you know. Yeah. You know, and it just sounds different. You just become a different character all of yeah. a sudden. Your face changes too when you do it. Right? Yeah, so I, I think, think
1: when, you, when you kind of do a different voice, you kind of take on like that yeah, that, that, that kind character of, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was part of Metaloclips too, is doing the majority of the voices. You do the majority of the voices, so you you can save money in production, <laughs> and also because if you're writing, you know that you may come up with a funnier joke later on, and mm-hmm. you don't want to like wake somebody up out of bed at midnight and go, "Hey, I'm sorry, well, I need you to come back here to do some voices because I got a better idea." Yeah. So I can go back and just do all the voices myself, and go, "I got a better idea. This is going to fix the that's episode." Great, in fact, yeah. I can tie these two scenes together and cut this thing now because I can do that's all the really voices. That's
0: really great. Yeah, that's really great. So it's fun. Do you um? Is, uh, is Ron Lynch on Metalocalypse? He was he on is, Home Movies.
2: He was on Home Movies, yeah. But we love. Haven't, I love yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that was a fun show to the do. The great show. Yeah, Metalocalypse, the whole idea of, of Metalocalypse at the top was to make it not Home Movies mm-hmm. in every way. So even the improvisational style, We st- I still improvise a lot, but the Home Movies thing, I thought, I like that. I love the way it turned out. I don't want to repeat it. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it and honor it by not... Trying to do the exact same thing again. I don't want to... And if I can do this right in whatever amount of life I have, I can just do fun things that have nothing to do with the previous thing. I can pick up a couple of things and maybe cover my tracks and no yeah. one know and i kind of like that no one would know that it was me doing both of those two shows mm-hmm. for me that's more fun well it's know?
0: very different it's like yeah. they're, they're very very different but i remember that there, there, there seemed to be some similar voices like yeah in, in between two but i wasn't sure if ron was one i know that you guys did the tomorrow show right
2: yeah ron and i did the tomorrow show for he's still doing he's still an, doing
0: now he's in england doing it or at edinburgh that's not yeah in he's Scotland. in
2: yeah He's doing it in, in, in yeah, Scotland, yeah in Scotland yeah, yeah. right now with Eddie Pepitone. Yeah, which is great. Um, Ron Lynch is a hilarious man. I remember the first time I saw him in Boston. I was probably twenty two years old mm-hmm. and just starting out and he, I was like who's an old guy in the corner just <laughs> sitting there being weird and then he got on stage he made me laugh until my face hurt and I had like yeah. no money but I knew I wanted to buy him beers all night and, and hang out with him and make him my friend.
3: Like he has a weird kind of weird Oh well, like so uh, Brandon uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> Oh Brandon Five yeah. bucks for water Five
3: yeah. bucks for water
0: <laughs> That's like, he, that's like the, the way that you get into his impression is it's five bucks for water
2: Water. Water. He does his uh, water from uh, uh, New York, the water uh, kind of thing.
0: (laughs) He's so cute. Um, That show is too late for me, though. We're going to do the tomorrow show because it's not at one in the morning. I know.
2: I had to stop doing it. I did like three, Craig Anton and myself and Ron Lynch. Craig Anton is a hilarious actor. He's my old,
0: old friend, yeah. Yeah, he's
2: great and a great writer and all kinds of stuff. He's a wonderful guy. And uh, the three of us just had a lot of fun. And then it would just, and I would remember I was in production and then. Tons and tons of work, and then my, re- my weekend was blown because we'd stay up till three in the morning, yeah. and then Sunday you'd just sleep the whole day, and then that day was gone. It has
0: gone. It's too hard to stay but, up that late.
2: When that show was really, really fun, it was really, really fun. It was mm-hmm. hard to beat because it's just weird. I think there's there's a strange thing that happens with comedy versus what time of day it is. Like Some things are funnier or weirder. There's a primetime comedy where you're mm-hmm. awake, you're alert, you like... Narratives you like all kind, then you start getting tired and weird, or maybe a little drunk or whatever yeah. it is, and and then absurdity starts kind of yeah. being taking over as far as comedy, and things can get weirder and funnier, and that's what that show was it was just a weird slathering of just kind of running out the clock until and people it was like got the, tired. The
0: audience was actually like, they would come every week so it was the same people and mm-hmm. then the same kind of comics. So it was like this weird thing where you knew who was in the audience.
2: Right, yeah. You we knew, knew the, the people very like, well. Chuckles
0: would be there. And like <laughs> Tugboat, Tugboat was still alive. That was Chuckles' dog. So <laughs> it was like... This whole thing, we knew everybody. And it was, just, I don't know. It just got real strange. And that also, Craig Anton's also playing at the Festival Supreme with them. Tulsa uh, uh, tells skull, skull, swingers. skull
2: Swingers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. He is. Yeah, that's, that's going to be really cool. That's going to be really out. cool. That's really fun.
0: Is Ron Lynch still drumming with them? Yes, I don't know. he is.
2: I believe he will be back by that'll then. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be really good. Yeah, so Ron I Lynch. Love that. And-
0: yeah, Ron Lynch is great. I used to uh, go to Ron Lynch's house when I was a teenager and learn comedy. He would teach comedy lessons. Really? Isn't that cute? And Tell,
2: we, I want to hear about that. So you would go in. We
0: would go to his house. as me and Greg Barrent and a couple other people. And I think Tony Kameen was in there.
2: Sure. And all we'd go, super funny people. All yeah. funny.
0: And we go to Ron's house and we just sit there and he would teach us things about joke forms and like when we should write jokes, which is very smart, which I never do. He would say, write jokes after your show. So stay up late after you're done. And then because he's like, your brain is alive. That's the time that when you do it. That is such
2: a smart idea. So smart.
0: That's and, crazy. Um, he's like, that's the one time that everybody forgets to write jokes because they just don't want to do it then. But that's when you should because when your mind is alive. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It was $30 for a six-week course.
2: Really? It I'm was really it. helpful. I need to take comedy. I think it, it would be great to take comedy classes again mm-hmm. to see what people – just to, to get you out of here, whatever it is because it's funny because you're – a comedian is such a strange job because you really are – on your own you really are the executive producer Mm -hmm. and writer and and and, uh, the focus group is the audience (laughs) and and sometimes you're just like I am completely lost I have a really funny idea and I just don't know what to do with it you know yeah how do you do that?
0: I think it's really you just keep trying to do it. Like you go, uh, it, it sort of depends on how brave you're feeling, and um, you know you'll you'll to, you'll go do a show, and then you'll put the new thing in between two very established things right. that you know work. Yeah. So even if the new thing sucks, it will still be supported between the other thing. I'll break it up.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. they think
0: things are so good and they just don't. You don't give them a chance. I need to give things more of a chance. Uh-huh. So I, if, I, if something doesn't work right away, I get like real freaked out and I won't do it again.
2: Sure. Yeah. So
0: I want to give things more of a chance.
2: And do you record yourself when you go and do the new stuff?
0: I try. Um, sometimes I'm good about it. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes recording I'm yourself
2: good. is not the hard part. Listening no. to yourself. Listening is, is hard. the you amass hard part. Hours and hours and Listening hours of
1: recording. Like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one day I'll listen to that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and Then you listen. and You go. Oh, I'm never doing comedy again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's good to. It's sometimes good. you can listen back and you go, oh, that was a great joke. Yeah. yeah. And why didn't I ever remember that one? You right. Know, there is right. something in there sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that,
2: that we think of and don't hold on to. And
0: yeah, because it's like, oh, it's just, you know, we always think funny things. So it's like you just take it for granted. But really, you know, there's things we should remember.
2: What I used to do is my brother, who's three years younger than me, I would, when I first started doing comedy, I'd call him and I just. And he was a really good laugher and that's mainly now he's like, I don't think anything's funny. But he's just grown and was like, I've heard it all and this is like, this is just a cheap joke and this is stupid and you should do something else. But um, I remember he would I would I would talk to him at the end of like a week or two and I go, I'm about to do stand up Did I have I said anything funny at all? And he go, Actually and he had a good memory. He goes, You said something about this thing and I thought that was, that could be something. And I was like, oh, that was great. That was nice that he did that. And mm-hmm. it, it is nice to go and talk to your friends about bits every once in a while. Oh, Just yeah. get outside of your head and, yeah. and say, does this make any does this Because that's what you're asking an audience is, does this make any fucking sense at all? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or if I just had too much coffee, you know.
0: But what's great about what you're doing is that you can um, you can do stand-up comedy and then also you can bring your music into it, and so there you have a bunch of things to present the audience. It's not just it is fun the jokes. So that's that.
2: Well, you know, I'm doing a new show. Um, at a jazz club called The Baked Potato with Steve Agee. Oh, with Steve,
0: yeah. He asked me to do that. You should I, I would do like it. to do it. Um, I want to come in. Uh, I was just kind of away. I remember he, he reached out and then I was kind of away. But yeah, I would love to. That sounds you great. Should,
2: well, so we have an amazing band. Some of the guys that I play with in Death Clock are in the band. Uh-huh. And it's just little tiny jazz club. And it's a very intimate room. In fact... Red Fox used to have a residency there back in the '70s This oh, wow. place's been around forever, and some of the most amazing musicians have come in and out of that room and it's it's just uh, and then I think some just really just some of the best guitarists you 've ever you 've never known about and i 'm just a guitar nerd and i when I see people that are just amazing and have a voice on the instrument, almost mm-hmm. like a comedian where you go yeah. who 's that person?" Yeah. And their is really great. I hear a guitarist, and it 's so much it 's so difficult to play three notes and have a personality on the instrument and some of these guys a few of them in particular can do that but anyway it's it's a breeding ground for super musicians and then i thought wouldn't it be great to have to really blend these two things together too because mm-hmm. i love playing guitar i love playing difficult to play things i like playing rock stuff i like cheap trick i like whatever and i want to play whatever music i want to play and i also want to be able to fuck around with a band and have really smart comics that are in the moment be able to use a band with them and mm-hmm. people like mark maron I, he's had the funniest sets I've ever seen him have mm-hmm. in his career, I think, in that room. That's good. With a band. And then uh, it's just tons of... It's it's really fun to use it. The weird thing that happens when you have music going behind jokes or a story, the audience is entranced in some way. You mm-hmm. get them in this really kind of interesting place where they are more surprised by what you say. Mm-hmm. You are not tricking them and trying to you know, bury your punchlines as you do, you know, trying to pull whatever the, the, the surprise works better. I think mm-hmm. when you have music happening, yeah. it's an interesting,
0: mm-hmm. right. Mark's also a very um, good player.
2: He is a good player. Yeah, I he's find
0: a, him to be really, really good.
2: He's a good guitar player. Yeah, right. he's uh, he's been playing for a long time. He's and like a he's
0: solid a, blues guitar player. He is
2: very solid. He's mm-hmm. and he has like uh, he has a very uh, specific group of players that he really
1: likes a lot, mm-hmm. and he's learned to play like them, and he's learned their licks and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, good M- strong Mitch right did hand. that
1: for a while. Mitch had a band. Oh, did he? On some set. I think he did it a bit in San Francisco and a few, just not like in a big deal, but like he had like a sort of a jazz uh, a little group behind him. What did he play? Did he play guitar? No, they played and he just did the comedy.
3: Oh,
1: That's see so that? Cute. So, so this cool. is yeah. where the people, the comics play with the band.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, okay. My, well, you can. I mean, Laura Keitlinger came and did some stuff where she said, I don't play music at all. Uh-huh. So she goes, it would be Would it be funny if I did something like, you know, and the zombies, like uh sign of the... Uh, What is it? It's the sign of the season. Mm -hmm. Doom, doom, (laughs) doom so she would just do the the ah part and we're like okay so we did like a whole medley of things where you don't need to have any musical ability to so we did that she did some of the Fred Schneider stuff from the B-52s so it was like a whole medley of songs where there's no stuff and then she did the monster mash it was late at night where you're talking over the whole thing so it's just a really ridiculous medley of stuff so we sit there and we'll work it out and just like like a writer's room but like the band is part of the writer's room because they're Mm -hmm. just really funny smart guys and they'll be like what if this what if that what if that and and you That's just get fun. this bit or you can just do like Pete Holmes came on and just did this absurd just kind of I don't think he used any material he just started fucking around and just started directing the band and they were just they'll just go with you you mm-hmm. know. and mm-hmm. you just have to have the confidence to go I'm in charge I'm the band leader and I'm the comic and I'm all yeah, that stuff at once that's great. and it's fun you that's come and great. check it out first if I you would want like, to yeah. no
0: I would love to I would just love to do a song or two you know yeah, I, yeah, I would come and play because yeah. it's like for me that stuff is really fun
2: it really is fun and it's a and there's such a crossover between comedy and music and it's yeah. it's fun to see guys like Mark Maron who who plays a ton of guitar <laughs> and we don't get to hear him play it that often
0: no you know? so never for me that's never. fun and
2: he's fun and you listen to each other in a different way it's and great. it's just a A cool thing that started
0: happening in largo in the 90s like in 95 and 96 at um because they would do like comedy shows there and then john Bryan would have comics come um and then uh, on fridays and you know we would just like watch him and it it was like this whole thing and then you go to john Bryan's shows they're they're sort of everything you know what
2: i've seen john i am such a huge fan of his and i have still not seen his Largo shows where people well, are jaw dropped and he kind of invented the whole looping thing. And
0: Well, it's very like he he um, creates it as it goes, you yeah. know, and then he with uh, w- the latest thing that was well, the last few years is he takes a note. He'll s- s- a s- take a note from a DVD like uh, Segovia Lessons uh uh-huh. segovia lessons and it'll just be segovia playing these notes over and over and then he'll like just sample that thing off the dvd and then he'll play off of that note right so he that'll and be like around the he'll whole build thing. it but it's right. the weirdest thing to take like an isolated note from like a maria Callas art like song like an aria whatever and then right. it's just her the note over and over and then he'll play he'll build it like it's a loop yeah. Which is very exciting.
2: That's really, really cool. That guy's so smart. And yeah. He has uh, got... But he loves got, comedy, too. Yeah, but he's just got a good... He, what he draws on musically uh, is his, uh, really just... He's got a good wealth of good taste uh, He does him, you know?
0: But I also think part of it is that he comes at it in a very naive thing. Like, it, the only reason he decided to take a note... Like, he heard a note on a DVD and said, Oh, I'm going to do... You take that note... Nobody has ever done that. Nobody had ever, like, taken a note from, like, a TV thing. Yeah. And then go, oh, but he just is so open that he thinks that way. And he was explaining to me how he, he produced the first um, Amy Mann record, uh-huh. is that he said, okay, let's use the red guitar, the red amp, make this light red go on yeah. in this thing, like, make this light go on in this machine, and this is how we're going to produce the record. And now he's, like, the most genius producer ever. But it was yeah. like, he would just pick a color, and they would do all the same color <laughs> instruments. That sometimes oh,
2: wow. is a great... Because I've asked him, I've cornered him before, and I said, "Okay, so when okay, listen, I got questions for you. <laughs> yeah. So when you're recording, what are you kind of amps and like, what are the tubes?" And I asked him, like all the nerdy technical questions that nerds yeah. ask, and I want to know that stuff because I, I have a studio and I want to know what mics people use. And the truth is, when someone's good and has a good ear, it doesn't matter. You can use a shoebox to record something if yeah. the song is great. You know, and Amy Mann's got good songs. So beautiful. And you can, yeah, whatever it is that he's going to, and he's really, he's got really good taste and a really good ear. It's just going to be good. You know, when you put those elements together. But it is good to limit yourself through whatever kind of. uh,
0: Just whatever thing it is. Whatever Dogma
2: 95 things you (laughs) want to impose. Yeah, leave the (laughs) The, lens cap on. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I love the. Did did that produce red vines?
0: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But it's very. yeah, it's very Dogma ninety five. It's very yeah. it, it, it's its own thing. But I, when I did actually did a song with John, um, and he worked so hard on it, I don't want to work that hard on anything. Like yeah. I'm like this is like <laughs> I, I I'm like oh, it's too much detail. Like I know this is my song, and I yeah. know that you're doing me this yeah. favor. And then we're like doing, it. but this is, I'm working on it too hard. I sang it. I sang the song maybe I'm not even exaggerating like two hundred times. And yeah. I'm like I'm like I'll do it like three times with anybody else. I like, hate. I hate being in the studio. I know. So
2: well, yeah. That but the thing about the studio is that you start to realize that okay, well, this is the lay of the land. I have to do things a million times to get it right because mm-hmm. I'm human and things like the your voice is a uh, it's a it's a flesh it's a flesh coated slide whistle, yes. you know, True. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. that's what it is. It's going to, uh-huh. you're going to
2: miss the note here and there because we're human and things yeah. are different and we're these amorphous blobs that are always changing, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what we are. So one day's going to be different from the next day my guitar playing I will anticipate a beat I'll have to like double guitars it takes forever it's a painful process mm-hmm. and um, you just have to like get into that weird zone where you're like ah, it doesn't matter how many takes I have to keep and then eventually you do mm-hmm. and that's just part of the process but it is doing that for the first time is Chinese water torture? It's mm. terrible. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard.
0: Do you double track everything?
2: I double track all my uh, rhythm guitars, okay. and they're pretty—they're uh, pretty difficult things. Because and yeah. they have to be. That's the like again the the uh, imposing limitations. So, in Death Clock, I have to be tuned down to C standard, which is really low tuning. I have to have a certain amount of double kicks. I have to have a pretty difficult riff, and I have to have a pretty difficult lead part, and then I have to growl in a guttural voice. And that's my impositions. And then within that, I can write songs forever, you Mm -hmm. know. But if if everything were available to me at all times, Mm -hmm. I would sit there. My brain would explode. Yes, but having those limitations always helps. And I do double track. And uh, yeah, it's it's a total pain in the ass. And that's where having somebody else like a a co-producer with you is really nice so I have a guy that I work with that lives close to me Mm
3: -hmm.
0: who's
2: been working with me who did the Jada Pinkett Smith album Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. who's
2: just a nice guy
0: that's cool Yeah, that's really cool Yeah. well we can't wait to see you it's gonna be a great show it's gonna be
2: really fun I have to say it's a really fun show we uh I I don't. When I say come see me do stand up, I always go. It may be great, it may suck. You never know. But when <laughs> it's I say the
1: variables, that,
2: yeah, that are out of your control. Sometime, yeah, there yeah. are. T- There's so many variables. that are all your control. Yeah. So like family members. Ooh, I'm in town. I want to see you do stand up. Like, yeah, go see a movie. That's you know what that's going to be like. Me. You don't know what's going to happen. But with Death Clock, it's a really good show all the time. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. We have a blast doing it. it
0: and um, where can people find out about your performances um, outside of we're going to be. I will see you on October twenty fifth at the Festival Supreme. Um, But uh, where else? Where can on social media? Oh, you can find find me at
2: at 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 underscore Brendan Small. B r e n d o n s -S m a l l. So it's an underscore first because someone else has a similar name
0: Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do
2: what are you gonna do can you do
0: and then um does metalocalypse have its own uh social media if
2: there's any metalocalypse news you're you're gonna hear it from me Mm -hmm. uh the last thing we did uh was we did an hour-long rock opera special and um with a 50 piece orchestra and uh and we had everybody from jack black singing on it to uh uh mark hamill to (gasps) um, wow (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know he sang. It was fun to direct him. He's a, he's a regular on the cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Malcolm McDowell sang as well. Amazing. He's a regular on the cast. Yeah. He's so good. He's great. Um, and uh, it's a really cool piece of music. You can find out more about that. It's really cool. And we had big brass. He had huge, uh, you know, 20 pieces of brass playing these Wagnerian kind of like things it it turned out really cool that's really really cool
0: that's very like november rain kind of thing it's it's that
2: but it it really is a it's a classic joseph campbell three act kind of uh Mm. kind of a rescue story from that picks up right from where season four left off so um there may be a little bit of that in our in our show as well
0: yeah that's really cool yeah and um so then people can find out on
2: everything you want to know about me or the shows is going to come from my Twitter. Okay. Account. Yeah.
0: Cool. We have a Twitter too. It's um, mine is at Margaret Show and you could you could, you could tweet both of us at Monsters of Talk. Although we rarely use it, we should use it more. Um, where can they tweet you?
1: At Jimmy Shelter.
0: And we are on a Monday and and we're on Monday on iTunes and SoundCloud and leave us a review and you should watch us on YouTube.
1: YouTube.com/slash Monsters of Talk some little videos.
0: And we will see you, Brendan Small. Yes. At the festival supreme
1: i'm looking forward to it
2: i think it's gonna be really fun
0: with death clock (laughs) yeah it's gonna be really fun yeah
2: it's It's gonna gonna be be really fun
0: what kind of merch do you guys have
2: you know we have when uh we we have a lot of stuff it's funny because we go through adult and adult swim sometimes they have a t-shirt shop open and sometimes they don't Mm -hmm. so we're gonna see what we have for this stuff there's a lot of stuff online that you can like uh that uh i think you it's like on ebay right now i need a death clock hoodie I'll get you one.
0: Okay, because I definitely yeah. need that. I,
2: you, right now, I'm the merch shop, so I can get you one. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, And um, it's going to be so fun. I'm really excited. Who are you excited about seeing? Let's see. Let's look at the lineup. I think um, I'm excited about, about Peaches. She's oh, yeah. Our, she's our good friend. Our good friend there. Who's,
2: who's drumming with Peaches now? Do you know?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, um, I don't know why I, I think it's Drums say- of Death, but it's okay. not it's not drums of death that's who she, she was touring with drums of death but it's um i don't know i don't know her okay. most of her band was from like australia i think the last okay. time i saw her um but she is so cute and she the last time i saw her on tour she was wearing um she had a jacket which she looked like a giant peach so <laughs> it was just like a big ball it was mm, so so that all makes
2: sense yeah adorable all
0: and then maria bamford who i'm excited about maria bamford she's
2: She's an outstanding stand-up.
0: She's outstanding. Yeah. She Her last comedy special is so demented because it's at um, her house and her audience is her mom and dad and Wayne uh, Fetterman.
2: <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. And who else? You Wayne say? Fetterman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Wayne. And yeah. Wayne
0: is just... <laughs> He's like the musical, um, I guess, accompaniment, and uh, she—it's just her mom and her dad, and then she just does comedy, and then in the middle, she makes cookies. They get ready, and then she takes them out.
2: Okay, I've got to see that. It's really good. It's really good. She's great. Talk about changing from character to character. Mm. Yeah, Mm. you do that too. Yeah,
0: I try a bit, but she's very, she's very good. And then, um, okay, so uh, yeah, Heidecker and Wood, Doug Benson, um, Drunk History, Eagles of Death Metal, uh, Bridget Everett, who I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I think she's wonderful. Um, Arge Barker, who we almost never see on our shores in America. Do you know Arch?
2: I know Arch. yeah. He's yeah. very funny. Yeah. He's great. So He's hilarious, yeah.
0: We will all be there together with you.
2: I'm excited about Cheech and Chong. They're so good. Yeah. They're I, so I mean, good. I think a lot of us wouldn't be around as ki I mean it's funny, I remember watching Cheech and Chong when I was Seven or eight years old and going like, <laughs> understand every single joke.
1: Yeah, totally
3: get
2: I'm it. along for the ride. Totally get I understand it. what marijuana does to a person. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I just got it. No, it just made me laugh.
0: I like. Um, also, uh, Tommy Tongue has a really nice Les Paul. It's, does like he? A really, does he it's like a, it's just like a very. It looks like something. It's so so special looking. It's like uh-huh. a, it's like a big. That's a solid body. Like um, it's a black. I don't know if, how old it is, but it looks like the same one he's in. Black playing.
2: Les Paul with gold pickups, then usually they call that the Black Beauty. That's a 57. 57- mm-hmm. It
0: watch. seems like the same one yeah. that he had like all this Back time. The, yeah. So you no, know, I great. have
2: I'll tell you something else this is really fun just a parenthetical is that I've gotten to put out a couple guitars with Gibson which oh, is shit. pretty amazing. Yeah. So one of them's called the Thunder Horse, which is a, a Silverburst Explorer which is the big angular trapezoidal mm-hmm. kind of thing and uh, I think we're out of those and then Epiphone put out a version recently. Oh. So the Epiphones the cheaper version of Gibson. But still you wouldn't if you were blindfolded you wouldn't know the difference. They mm-hmm. both play really great. Then I put out a really cool guitar last year called the Snow Falcon which is an all white um flying v with a white fretboard and it's a it's wow. got i coined the term snow burst which is a silver burst on white so you can check that out too. You, you can see that on my twitter feed and the cool part is and i just talked to the guys from gibson last week i have a new prototype that i think is going to be ready for this like the day of the festival oh wow that i get to unleash
0: wow and uh what is it kind of tease.
2: it's uh i'm calling it the snow horse and it is the uh, the white explorer. So I don't know if it's going to be ready. Hopefully it will. Um, mm-hmm. But now they have to do it. As I'm it. saying, because this podcast will come out and we'll, <laughs> we'll put the pressure on it. Because them.
0: I was going to ask you if you played a Flying V.
2: I play a Flying V. And uh, I play, you know, I've been working with Gibson on the show Metal from day one. That's one of the first things we did when um, we sold the show, is because I thought, here's, here's what I'm up against. Heavy metal guys are real snobs. And I know that because I'm a heavy metal guy. And we're going to turn our nose at anything that seems inauthentic and Mm -hmm. fake and phony. So um, I want the music side of this thing to feel authentic. And that's going to be, how do I make these? So that's going to indicate, you know, the characters have to be of human proportion so they can hold instruments and play them. They have to have, they can't be like the Simpsons and have four fingers. They have to Mm have, you know, four fingers and thumb. And so I thought, and I want them to have real guitars. I don't want to sit here and try to design a new guitar because I've seen, because I'm such a guitar nerd. Every time someone tries to come up with a new kind of version of a guitar, you're like, ah, it's a ripoff of a Strat or it's a ripoff mm-hmm. of a Les Paul. I love these old guitars. They're iconic. And the cool metal guitars are the Gibsons. And I love Gibsons, the Flying Vs, and the Explorers. There are a lot of other cool metal guitars out there, but these two were my favorites. So mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to talk to Gibson. We're going to get their... AutoCAD files of the 3D versions because these things are asymmetrical and difficult to draw. Mm-hmm. So we gave them to the artist and we had all these different flight and V's and 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 then we they gave us all their CAD files. So if we want to have a Les Paul or an SG or whatever it is or like you mm-hmm. know, we can draw them or change the angles and all that stuff. And um, and so so uh, so I started working with those guys and have a really good relationship with the Gibson people that's and cool. that's the coolest part of the whole, the whole that race. is that's really the
0: whole, cool the whole reason
2: for Metalocalypse to exist is basically an excuse for me to play guitar that's the whole yeah. reason really well you get to and, hang out with
1: your heroes get to hang out with and my play heroes guitar, play guitar have a relationship with the guitar thing yeah,
2: yeah that's I get great. to put out a couple of guitars it's really cool I put out that's really three cool. so far Gibson's the fourth and,
0: soon. phones that's really cool
2: it's really it's a really really neat thing that that's validates great. and authenticates and all that stuff and then also if you watch the show you're gonna notice the, the guitar playing is pretty accurate Mm-hmm. Which is like something mm-hmm. that Josie and the Pussycats or Scooby Doo, whatever. They're just always like their hands are going yeah. up and down and doing <laughs> right, stupid right, crap. Right, right. And I thought, you know what, this show's going to do. If you want to learn a guitar solo you could probably slow down the cartoon and that's watch incredible. It. Yeah. So I would do a guitar lesson for the animators i Mm -hmm. go okay here we are um we're on the fourth fret and uh we're on the okay so i'm on the low e and i'm doing this and i walk them through like a guitar lesson i go okay now here's the harmony part for guitar too and Mm -hmm. they'll animate two different parts
0: they won't like cut and
2: paste the same animation they will they will actually animate two different parts if there's a harmony part if there's a first guitar second part And um, there's a really cool part in the rock opera, the Doomstar Requiem, which is what it's called, where there is a guitar battle. There's like a two-minute instrumental guitar thing that happens in this TV special, which is just only guitar for two minutes. I Mm -hmm. think maybe even longer. And it's all accurately put together. That's cool. Yeah. So there's a guitar battle between two guitarists, which we will probably replicate live. Mm-hmm. It's a very difficult, crazy passage, but we're gonna do it. Yeah. And um but the animation, you'll be able to watch us and watch the screen and and, and see that it's all it all it all adds up.
0: That's so okay. great. Yeah. Well we can't wait to see it.
2: Yeah anyway. It's gonna be amazing. Enough about guitars. I No realize, no yeah. there's
0: you can never be enough. I don't um what's the idea of a a Gibson? I just have a hum, I just have a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of an acoustic I, I I have like a, a, I, I collect sometimes weird guitars like a, I, I have a th- I did think about Jerry Jones last year so I maybe bought okay. like four or five of them really the, I have the sitar and uh, a yeah. couple of twelve strings and then like kind of like the um just like a sort of fake Les Paul solid heart, heavy body thing yeah. Um, but I get very like I will fall out of love with the guitar. I actually will have a fight with it.
2: Oh really? And then not
0: go back and actually even let all my calluses go away. Yeah. Like I'll be like, I can't even yeah. I don't know why. I have a, a real love hate with it.
1: <laughs> well it's
2: uh it's I mean it's 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 you fighting yourself. Like it is. that's what it is. I mean the guitar is about that's what the, the guitar is always sitting there. That's the good thing; it's is that you can always come back it to I it. I always go back but to it. But it is a it is a war with yourself. The thing when you sit down and play guitar is that all you sit mainly I think what one, one does and I know I do this and I have a lot of friends with this is you talk yourself out of why you can do something mm-hmm. and you, you just throw up a thousand barriers of why I can't get my finger over here mm-hmm. I can't do this in time I can't switch this over there in the amount of time but I'm sure if someone held a rifle to your face you'd find a way to make your hand move from one place to the next yeah. you know, I have someone... a bit of a
0: Django hand though so you like this finger doesn't really work
2: Oh it doesn't? Let me no. see. So
0: it sort of doesn't really work. So it, can it doesn't, you can clasp it? Oh I see. I can clasp it, but it's oh, very works. hard to fret.
2: That's see, that's an excuse.
0: It's very you hard. You can strengthen that. I can.
2: Yeah, and I've seen people with way smaller hands than yours.
0: Yeah, they do it.
2: Your pinky is shorter, I can it see is that. Shorter, yeah. But
0: I need like a Tony Iomi like
2: You need a little plug thing on top of it. Yeah, yeah
0: they do exist. Yeah. I need to just do it. Yeah. I mean I can, mean, do I, can that. I can I'm like a decent like rhythm player. Like I'm a decent, like I can Keep a keep a time, but I can't. I, I haven't. I can't go like through all those crazy things. Someday
2: you can. You can. I will. I sat there. By the way, I spent two weeks ago. I was in Woodstock teaching heavy metal to kids oh. uh, with Paul Green's Rock School. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, I went and did that, and they're ten year olds to like seventeen year olds. They have hands smaller than some of your dog's
0: Aww. paws
2: and they are playing the shit out of their guitars. They just don't see the barriers. They don't see the problem, you know?
0: That's the best. I mean, that's, the, that's yeah. the way to do it is like maybe just going and doing a workshop like that or there's there was one that they had in Las Vegas maybe two months ago that I really wanted to go. It was a singer's workshop with Rob Halford. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like a weekend. With Judas Priest,
2: that's pretty and cool. And a singing
0: workshop with Rob Halford. I would
2: like to take a singing workshop with Rob yeah. Halford. I would yeah. cry.
0: I would be so happy. <laughs> it would be Amazing. I'd be like so cry. There's a side of me that's very metal. There's also a side of me that's very Brit pop. Yeah. So that it, it, these are very like deeply. Yeah. They're down there. People Maybe forget
2: you should, you're allowed. To, you're allowed to like David Bowie and Cannibal Corpse. You can. <laughs> you can you're allowed to. You can do whatever you, you can want. Love it yeah. all. You can like Lawrence Welk and you can like. John Coltrane it's cool
0: it is cool yeah. it is really yeah. cool but yeah like teaching I think is a good way to learn yourself yeah absolutely so we're gonna we're gonna play and um, I think I think we're uh, I don't know I think we're well right now we have to close out we already did our business it's done we are done but I'm excited to Brandon was here I'm excited that you did your Herzog impression I've the best I've ever heard. Thank you so maybe, much. Maybe yeah, maybe
1: <laughs> Werner Herzog can take us out.
0: Thank you very much. Hello,
3: this is Werner Herzog. I think uh
2: oh boy.
0: You're and that I was went, really
3: good. And I would like to say do please come <laughs> to, <laughs> to the <different> Festival <laughs> Supreme <laughs> with special guests Cheech and Chong, the 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 Goofball crew from the Workerholix. <laughs> television program
0: Pro- program,
3: <laughs> and of course tenacious D
0: you know what it is it's the middle C of your voice of where you started it's like <laughs> so like middle in it's, the mid range
3: that's breathy <laughs> yeah it's so good foreboding
2: foreboding anyway, yeah. something like that it's something perfect. like that oh, I appreciate it thanks thank
0: for you. having me I really appreciate it thank you it. Brandon small. Yeah. Okay. thank you we love our listeners we'll talk to you next time